With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Bang, Rosie. (laughs) That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Welcome into another edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. This is episode number 75. Great to have you with us, Jim Rosenhouse, along with you following a tough one for the Tribe on Tuesday night as they returned to Cleveland on this homestand after a one-day trip over to Williamsport, Pennsylvania for the Little League Classic on Sunday, off day Monday, and then they opened a series against the Texas Rangers, a team with the third worst record in all of baseball and struggling with some COVID issues. Seven different players either have COVID or are in the protocols, so they were really struggling to to get enough players in there to have a full roster for Tuesday night's game, but they beat the Indians 7-3 at Progressive Field. Coming up later in in our podcast, we'll hear from Cal Quantrill, Indians pitcher who was so strong on Sunday night over in Williamsport and has had a wonderful uh, stretch here since the All-Star break, especially in the month of August. We'll also hear from last night's starting pitcher, Eli Morgan, who had some struggles but battled to get into the fifth inning. But first, let's check in with acting manager DeMarlo Hale and get his post-game thoughts from last night. Marlo, what'd you uh, what'd you think of Eli tonight? I, I tell you what, the, the the one thing that had grabbed me is that his first inning, how many strikes he threw, um, and you know the big blow with the changeup um, to low there. I, I thought that was uh, the big bat there. I think he had him um, with two strikes too, and he left the changeup up. You know, after that first inning, you know. I, I thought he competed. Um, we got into the fifth inning. Um, got a little bit more traffic going there, and um, I, I thought it was time to, um, you know, get a fresh arm there. But um, I didn't think <clears throat> he threw the ball that bad, actually. Um, but I thought that first inning, you know, with all the strikes that he threw, I mean, he threw like 20, 20 strikes out of 21, I believe, um, and he left the changeup up. Um, that's kind of unique in a sense, you know, all those strikes. I know they were swinging, but, you know, gave us a chance, you know, kept the game where it was at. Um, and, you know, I thought that, you know, when he got into the fifth and it was some traffic, it was time to, you know, get a fresh arm in there and, and try to minimize damage. Was it a case of not only to say too many strikes, but quality strikes maybe, or just how aggressive they were early? Yeah, and – you know, they were swinging, no doubt. I mean, it was a lot of foul balls, um, even going to um, Shaw. I mean, um, the Garcia and then the Roberts, the foul balls in, in that uh, ninth inning there. But, you know, when you talk about Eli, um, you know, he had a couple of strikeouts. Um, 
I think when his fastball one was up and um, his change up early, the first to bat of the game. But um, the, the quality of pitches, I think that if you asked him, probably he would probably want to locate him a little bit better. But they were fouling it off. You got to tip your hat to them that, you know, they um, battle and, 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 and stretch them out a little bit with these foul balls. How nice is it to see um, Johnson and Chang swing the bat the way they did tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, good balance, good swings, a charge there. Um, Chang, uh, right center or center field with his home run. And, uh, you know, he put some good bats um, today, and Johnson did as well. You know, you know, you look at the game, you know, we had some chances. Um, you know, we need to execute some, some of the little things. Um, you know, I thought the bunt was a big a big key of the game. We got it down, maybe tied the game. But, um, you know, the kid made a great play at third base, coming diving. Um, you know, we probably would have changed, you know, who we went to if we had tied the game or got the lead. It would have went straight to Class A. But, you know, these are the learning curves that we're going to go through. Um, you know, I'm going to keep asking them to do some of the things that their skill set says that they should do and keep working on it. Um, and then, you know, Marlo. going to the ninth inning, you know, that kind of took a little win out of our sale. But, you know, he battled um, Shaw there. Uh, and, you know, we had Parker going because we didn't want to extend Shaw that much either. Uh, him and Wigren, I think they were at 30 pitches. So, you know, uh, good effort. But, you know, they, they came – they came up with some key situations um, uh, at bats during the game. Demarlo, what what can you say about uh, Jose's uh, base running there when he when he goes to second base there on on the bloop single? I mean, he's a good base runner. You know, good instincts. Um, you know, those three at the top of the order are pretty good, and Straw and Rosario, uh, Jose. So um, they're pretty good uh, base runners. Instinct. Um, shows their instincts pretty well. So, um, you know, we got a few guys like that. Uh, but Jose, you know, he's shown time and time again that, you know, he's going to take advantage if you, uh, you know, make a mistake or or he can. So, um, you know, kind of put us in that position where, you know, you get a big hit, you know, it, it, it definitely changed the dynamic of the game. Marlon, we've seen Straw make – Catches like he did in the the seventh inning there, uh, pretty regularly regularly since he's come over. Uh, is it just something you've come to expect to see now out of him? Well, I mean, he, he's he's a good center fielder, and and you know, I mean, from my angle in the dugout, you know, you kind of see him gaining on balls that, you know, you say, oh, he's got a chance, and and sure enough, he, he comes up with it, you know. Um, his anticipation, his jumps are, are, are very good. So um, I, I think the good thing about him, you know, he's just playing the game and, and doing whatever it takes, you know, on both sides of the ball to help um, the team win. And he's made a lot of quality plays out there in center field, no doubt. Um, but um, I, I think he prepares when you think about it. Um, you know, his jumps, his anticipation, you know, that's 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 a good quality to have, especially when you're going to be a center fielder. Marlo, how, how tough is it to play a team that 
you haven't seen in in over two years. Uh, you know, I guess it's the same way for them, for you guys. Yeah. But but in in preparation, stuff like that, how how difficult is? It? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a little scramble, um, and then especially with the situation they're dealing with. You know, they made some roster moves. Um, but I think what you do, you, you you try to kind of stay with your strengths. You know, um, it's different when you play in the division. You kind of know the guys. And when you don't play a team for a long time, you know, you, you try to do some research and get a sense how they go about it. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you, you kind of say, look, it's not a lot on them. So let's just kind of play with our strengths and then, you know, maybe make some adjustments you know, as you play them again tomorrow, the next day, and then at the end of the season, you know, if the roster is still the same, I mean, you never know. Um, so uh, I'm sure they feel the same way about us too. And as mentioned, Eli Morgan, last night's starting pitcher, did not make it through five, but got into the fifth on a night where it did not look like he had his best command. And he spoke after the game as well. They seemed ultra aggressive against you early. Was that I don't want to say shocking, but um, did that throw you off at all, or did it, what did it do for you? No, we, we knew that the you know younger team that could be aggressive like that. Um, I was getting ahead of them, but I wasn't making good 0-2, 1-2 pitches to put them away early. What was the case of you not being able to put them away? Was it a pitch that you wanted to use that didn't work as well or just couldn't put them away tonight? Yeah, just um, just bad off speeds with two strikes. Um, it's filling up the zone a lot. And when I'm doing that, that gives me more room to expand with the off speed. And I didn't take advantage of that. Did you change your pitch pattern second time through? Because after they went through, you were able to go through the lineup a little bit differently the second time, right? Yeah, um, it wasn't too different of a plan. Uh, start spinning the curveball second time through a little bit. Uh, start using the slider a little bit earlier in the count. Um, but the, the plan didn't change too much. Um, Execute the pitches a little bit better as the game went on, but still not to where I need to be. Eli, did you feel like, you know, uh, Damalo was saying you threw so many strikes in the first inning that maybe you threw too many strikes, or should you worked out of the zone more, or is, is it? I mean, can a pitcher throw too many strikes? I guess. Um, yeah, I can certainly throw too many strikes, um, but more importantly is the quality of the strikes. If they're going to be swinging and, you know swinging and missing, then that's going to be a strike. Um, I would say my end zone percentage was probably too high today, especially with two strikes, and that's what led to some of those hits. Earlier in the day, we had a chance to visit with Cal Quantrill, the Indian starting pitcher who has thrown the ball extremely well, especially in the month of August, his ERA, about a run and a half this month. In fact, he's been one of the better pitchers in all of Major League Baseball, and it's coincided with that full commitment by the Indians to putting him into the starting rotation. He had been going back and forth between starting and relieving for much of the first half of the season, but he said there are some some differences that come into play when you can focus on that one role. Part of being a good teammate and a good pitcher is you should be able to perform in any role that you're given. That being said, I think it's, it's tough to kind of reach your total potential if you're bouncing around all the time. Um, I think you see it in bullpens with, when there's not clear, you know, uh, clear roles. I think that starters too. I think you've even seen it on our team with some of the other pitchers. Given four or five chances in a row, it's it's, a, it's a pretty amazing the kind of strides you can make. And for me, I don't think it's any different. I'm getting a chance to throw 100 pitches every fifth day, and the things that we're working on are, are improving each start, and and the results are kind of following along. 
how different is the preparation to doing what you're doing now compared to what you were doing before? And, and what did you have to learn about that to get to this place? Yeah, they both just require a, a different, a slightly different approach. I, at first, I really did want to take the same approach and just make myself a starter. I think that some of that, uh, the, the randomness that you get used to and you thrive with in the bullpen, does, it gets eliminated as a starter. And, and not taking advantage of that was probably silly of me. Like not, not taking advantage of the fact that we can have a very set routine that prepares your body to be you know, as good as it can possibly be on, that, on your start day is an advantage that, you should, that you, we, should, we should be using. So for me, it's been you know, take the greatest things we learn from the bullpen, how to attack hitters, some of the different pitches and in, in increased value of pitches that we've seen. But then you know, let's add a real starters routine like we had before and see if that mix doesn't create what we wanted. And I think it did. So pitch mix-wise, it seems like you've become more varied. And, and what's the biggest difference pitch mix-wise that, that you're seeing have a real good positive effect? I think if you ask anybody, it's just you have to feel confident in all your pitches to throw all your pitches. Um, you know, you, you, there's not very many guys in the league who throw 25% of each pitch who don't love all four pitches. So I think you need to get to a point where it's not just like, oh, this is my third or fourth best option, but it's something that you want to go to. And when the situation dictates that you're excited to throw, and I think that that's where we've gotten, is that I've got four or five pitches on any given day that I want to throw, and we're looking for opportunities to throw them, whereas before maybe it was, if there's any indecision, let's just fall back to the pitch that I love the most, and that can create some trouble. Stay tuned, we'll have more with Cal Quantrill after this short break. Welcome back to Indians Warm-Up. Cal Quantrill joining us, coming off seven scoreless innings over in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I think everybody had a different impression of that experience. What was it like for you being in the home of, of the Little League World Series and, and pitching in that venue in, in a very unique circumstance? Yeah, I think the people at Williamsport did a fantastic job. They really did. I think that both our staff who showed up early to set it up and, and the staff they had there took it seriously. It was very professional. Um, we enjoyed our time there. And then in terms of just being able to hang out with the kids and have like put on a show for, for an audience that I think we all agree is probably the most, audi most fun audience to play in front of, was just overall made for a great experience. Obviously, you have to lock it in. After the game, were you able to mingle with the kids at all, or was there just too much going on? Well, it looked like it was it must have been bedtime. They were all filing out in the in the ninth inning. But I got to say hello to some of the representatives uh, before the game, before they went out and uh, they did the anthem, and said hello to some of the kids after. And I think uh, my teammates did a did a fantastic job for me at the uh, at the actual little league complex before and then during the game. And you look at those kids, and I'm sure they're playing other sports, and, and you look back to your youth, and you were not just solely focused on baseball. You may have lettered in more different sports in high school than anybody in that clubhouse. Uh, tell us about some of the, the unusual sports that we're used to that, that you lettered in and, and had fun with. Yeah, I just kind of how it worked. I, I preferred hockey for a long time. When baseball became a little more prominent, hockey was a little physical to continue doing at the highest level at you know my second couple years of school. So... I figured I'd try some other sports. I played volleyball and squash, and I think I, well, I might have made a basketball team earlier, but I ended up quitting basketball. I tried them all. I, I think it's important. Um, it's In a lot of ways, it's too bad that we've gotten to the point where if you're not specializing early, you're falling behind because I think that given the opportunity to play multiple sports is both good for your personal athletic growth but also just finding out what you actually like. I, uh, I felt much more confident kind of like pursuing baseball at the highest level, knowing that I had really tried <laughs> pretty much what we had to offer. Well, it has worked out down the road for sure. Cal, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you.
That's Cal Quantrill, really one of the, the most interesting Indians in terms of his background, of course, well-documented. His dad, Paul, pitched in the major leagues for a long, long time. He, he was a former first-round draft pick out of Stanford. Cal was, so certainly the baseball pedigree is there, but a lot of different things he was able to do as a high school athlete in the Toronto suburbs. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, thanks to Bart Swain, Corkberry Trip, Austin Contrulis for all of their help on the show each day. Until next time, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening, and we thank you for listening and downloading the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report. 